Hey there, Frontlines listeners. This is Mike letting you know about this week's sponsor, Audible.com. Head over to audiblepodcast.com slash Clone Wars to download your free audiobook. Choose from over 60,000 titles, including a wide array of Star Wars and Clone Wars audiobooks. So head over to audiblepodcast.com slash Clone Wars to start your free trial today. A long time ago, galaxy far, far away, the clone armies of the Republic are spread out across the galaxy, fighting droid armies of the Separatist movement. And from the front lines of the battle comes Frontline, the Clone War podcast, with your host, Michael Cohen. And now, Michael Cohen. Hello and welcome to the 31st episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Brain Invaders. I am your host, Michael Conas, and as always with me is is uh, Matt. Hey, what's going on, Mike? Clone Wars fans, Brain Invaders, <laughs> liking it. So uh, this is a pretty cool episode, Brain Invaders. I, I wasn't expecting to like it. I think that was the... Uh, yeah general consensus but uh but then everybody that i've talked to has really enjoyed it i actually didn't even watch it until until like monday wow because uh because my tivo didn't didn't tape it so I, I had to go find it by other means and then i and then i didn't even get around I, my weekend's been so busy you guys are lucky you're even getting an episode this <laughs> week quite honestly yeah because like between your schedule, schedule and yeah. my schedule like and it's Christmas, guys. Like for those who are listening to this podcast, you know that we're talking to you people who are from the future. Which, if you are from the future, uh, and there's time machines, can you uh, can you show give us give us some sort of proof? Yeah. Send us some sort of sign that uh, that they that they have time travel in the future. Um, <laughs> you you future listeners, uh, it's Christmas time right now. It's what is it? December eighth. Yeah. The 8th? 8th? yeah 8th. Yeah, and uh, and so we've got, let's see, two weeks, so 14, 15, 16 shopping days left. That's all you got. And, uh, and, and I'm only like half done, and that's not even the tip of the iceberg on the stuff that I get to do. So. <laughs> hey, thank goodness for yeah. Amazon for me. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> Free shipping. There it is. Oh. Yeah, so uh, so you guys are lucky that you're getting this, and and uh, and you're even gonna get a holiday episode coming. Oh yeah, we got some more stuff planned. So yeah, we got some stuff in the pipeline, some stuff coming up. Yeah. Um, actually, right at the head of the episode, I'll I'll, I'll make that announcement that uh, that we are doing our our big holiday episode. It's gonna be different from last year because last year I had I had uh, Chewbacca and C3PO come and uh, or no and R2D2, R2-D2 yeah. come and and host with. Did me. you get them again this year or no? Oh, no, okay. they were busy. <laughs> uh, well, it's 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 uh, it's difficult to get a hold of them. Like they are almost as hard to get a hold of as Santa Claus. So, uh, yeah. yeah, like they couldn't make it this year. So instead, we're gonna have uh, someone else come on, and that's uh, that's that's you guys, the listeners. So we want you guys to record or email or send us in some manner. 
uh, your Star Wars Christmas memories, and we're going to put together a special episode, yes. seeing as we've got uh, we've got about three weeks before the next episode of uh, of Clone Wars. So, so uh, send in send in your MP3s and your uh, your emails and stuff like that, and we will uh, we'll read those. We'll we'll air those. Uh, along with maybe some other special guests, yes, that uh, that that I don't want to announce just yet, but uh, but we got some other people that we're talking to uh, that might come on. Maybe we'll see or hear from Steve, and and uh, and you'll get you'll get some of my favorite Star Wars Christmas memories, and you'll get some Matt's, and uh, yeah, and yeah. So look forward to that in the next. Actually, that's going to be uh, the week of Christmas, so probably. Probably maybe even on the twenty fourth, I'll have that that go up for you guys, so you can listen to nice. that. The Christmas uh, Eve present, Christmas Eve. yeah, yeah, uh, or Christmas morning or whatever. So, um, so yeah, and uh, and and then our 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 much bigger piece of news, the only piece of news, you know, we didn't even look for other news stories. <laughs> this is this it. Week. Yeah, I just said yeah when Matt told me, I was just like, that's it. No other news stories this week. Like, no collecting news, no nothing. Because because uh, we got to talk about this, and uh, you do the honors, Matt. Well, we finally found out. Um, it was a few days ago. Uh, Star Wars Celebration Five is coming August twelfth through the fifteenth, two thousand ten, in Orlando, Florida, at the Orange County Convention Center. So, book now. Um, you know, me and Mike were on. Uh, we were talking about this the other day, and. Uh, we were already actually looking at some fares and, and some ticket prices going over there in hotels. And actually it wasn't too bad. Um, no, you're looking at, I, I mean, uh, for me, I I'm up in Vancouver, so I'm like clear across the continent. Um, the only place that's farther than me that you could fly directly out of is, uh, is, is probably somewhere in Alaska, you know, right, like, yeah. um, anywhere else it's going to be like connector flights and that sort of thing. I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, like I'm about as far away from Orlando, Florida as you can get. And, uh, and for me, it's only including, uh, what, what did I, what did I calculate? I calculated from the 11th to the 16th. 16th yeah. So that's like five or six nights, right. uh, at, at like, not at a crummy motel, but at, Pisa at motel, one, of the, yeah. one of the resorts, even like it, it, it's called a resort. I'm not sure how resorty it is, right. but. Uh, it's only going to cost me probably about uh, what did I? Figure? I thought it was around six something, right? Or is it less? Yeah, it's only going to be like about about a thousand dollars for my whole the trip. Whole trip, yeah. And that's including like spending money, tickets to the um, show, yeah, and, and tickets to All the show. Days. So, so yeah, like that's that's not too bad. I know that some of you are probably like cringing to hear that, and I know that some of you aren't even on this continent. You've got like a twenty-four hour flight just to get to North America, uh, maybe even longer than that. I don't know. How long is it to get from, from Australia? It's like, oh. it's like 36 hours or something. Oh yeah. It? At least. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, it's like a day. And day. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sure for you guys, it'll be, if you, if you want to make it out that way, it's going to be a ridiculous expense. But, but if you're in the, you know, on, on the continent of North America or, or even, you know, uh, Northern South America, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not even that 
expensive to get out there and that was just like a quick look like that was just while we were on skype talking right yeah so, i wasn't really digging deep to find the yeah, best deal i haven't even done any real investigation to compare that to other stuff but yeah it's uh it's it's pretty cool that that it's not going to cost me all that much to get out there and, and uh, do this so yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like the tickets are going to be going on sale for the actual event on December 10th and four day passes are going to be $120. And then, uh, it looks like individual passes are 45 and 50, $50 per Saturday. So, um, plan accordingly on that. Um, you know, and they haven't really announced, um, too much as far as autographs and who's going to be there. I'm sure we'll get. We're going to be getting constant updates. You can actually follow uh, the celebration on Twitter if you want. You probably get, you know, you get up to date information on, you know, as they add new people and uh, new guests and artists and all that. So that's going to be coming. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's not even that's not even that big of a deal because you you know who's going to be there, right? Like all the Star Wars artists are going to be. Oh yeah, yeah. The whole cast of Clone Wars, I guarantee, will be there. Oh yeah, definitely of like James Arnold Taylor and D. Bradley Baker and Matt Lanter and, and all those guys are, are and Tom Kane definitely going to be there so that that'll be cool yeah. um, and then you know you can always count on Anthony Daniels and Peter Mayhew, Peter Mayhew. oh definitely wherever there is a Star Wars convention <laughs> there to be found because yeah. uh, they've never done anything else so that's pretty much <laughs> their job now I think right Sorry? I think that's just their job now is just go. Yeah, that is pretty much just their job. I mean, Anthony Daniels is cruising around with with concert, the, uh, yeah. Star Wars in concert, right? right? But, um, yeah, so you know that they're going to be there. And then at Celebration Japan, you got uh, you got Mark Hamill. And, and I think at the last Celebration, um, was Carrie Fisher there? I think Carrie Fisher was there. I believe so. Yeah, I think she's getting so into the convention scene now because I saw her at uh, with WonderCon in San Francisco last year. So yeah, yeah, she was at WonderCon yeah. this past year. Yeah, um, but uh, but you know what that means? You know, there's three main characters in Star Wars. There's Luke Skywalker. There's Princess Leia. Yeah. And there's uh, there's a Han Solo. Yeah, Harrison Ford. Is he so? So, you know, lucky number five might be, might be Harrison Ford. That's, that's not true. That's, not true. <laughs> that's impossible. I almost got through yeah. that. There's, there, there, not a snowball's chance, uh, on Mustafar that, uh, that Harrison Ford is going to show up to any Star Wars conventions anytime soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and this is the, I might, I might eat those words, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would be willing to bet on that. You know, this is a Celebration 5, which is celebrating the uh, 30th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, if I'm correct. Um, and, I, you know, what is it with some of these actors that, like Harrison Ford, who, you know, come on. You know, Harrison Ford, Han Solo is your character. You, you know, that's what made you a star. And for some reason, lately, he just... You know, they shy away from that. And I don't get it, you know. I mean, it's not like it was a a bad movie. It was, like, considered one of the greatest sequels of all time. I mean, Star Wars it was up for, what, seven Academy Awards? And he yeah, has this disdain for Star Wars, and I just I don't get yeah. it, you know. What's wrong with 
you know, like, you know, Mark Hamill is, is pretty good about it now. Carrie Fisher's good with it. And like you said, are we going to see Harrison Ford? Probably not. You know, he's going to hang out with Calista Farquhart in the, in the mountains and do his thing. Rescue people and help. Yeah, them. you know, which is cool yeah. and all, but, you know, what's, I don't get it, you know. And it was the same thing with, uh, apparently, with uh, Alec Guinness. At the very end, yeah. he was snotty about it. And there's been a few actors that are kind of. Well, apparently Ewan McGregor's got Yeah, issues, and, yeah. and I don't know if Liam Neeson did, but, um, you know, they did such great jobs in, in the prequel. I, I don't think Liam Neeson did because Liam Neeson's got to take a look at things, and he wouldn't have been in Batman. He wouldn't have ended up with Taken last year, right. which was, like, huge success for him. Right. Um, you know, so I think that I think that he's got to look back at, at – uh, episode one as something that like put some kick back into his career. Oh yeah, yeah. Because previous to that, I don't think yeah, like he wasn't really doing a heck of a lot. No, he was sort of around, but I mean, he knew up. But him. as soon yeah. as he played Qui Gon, he was that mentor character in like six movies. The next few right, years, because right. I remember, I, like obviously in Batman, he was he was Ra's al Ghul, um, and and uh, in Kingdom of Heaven, he played, you know, a knight that that was pretty much. Uh, Orlando Bloom's uh, mentor, yeah. like his own Kenobi character. So, like his his career got rekindled because of that. So, I would hope that he doesn't have bad feelings. About yeah, him. I don't think we'll ever see. You know, like if Harrison Ford and what about Liam Neeson or Ewan McGregor? You know, that's probably above their uh, pay grade, if you will. But uh, you know, yeah. Know. Well, they've got better things to yeah, do. You know, yeah. like I'm sure. Uh, especially Ewan McGregor. He's constantly filming stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, Hayden Christensen was at, what was he at? He was at something recently. Maybe it was like Star Wars Fan Days or something. But he was at one of the the last Star Wars conventions. Yeah. I think uh, it was at Celebration, uh, wasn't he walking around Celebration 4 or 3 in a, in a, you know, he was had a disguise on so nobody would recognize him, but he wanted to walk the floor. Yeah, maybe. So he put a disguise on. I don't know if that was Celebration 3 or 4, but I remember one of the celebrations he did do that. But uh, you, you think yeah. he was at an uh, even later one than that? Yeah, well, I just know that he, you know he's not really getting a lot of work. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Uh, Jumper didn't exactly do as well as they had. Yeah. So. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I kind of went off topic a little bit there. But, you know, that's, like you said, one of the things that would be kind of nice to see some of these big characters, like, you know, like Liam Neeson, he did, I thought he did an excellent job as Qui-Gon. I mean, he was fantastic. I mean, maybe the movie wasn't as great as we all hoped it would be or whatever, but, you know, his performance was really good and a uh, fantastic Jedi he was. And But that's just the way it is, I guess. We'll have to settle for our Princess Leia's and our uh, Mark Hamill's. Yeah. That's cool, you know. Oh, well, don't get me wrong, because I want to meet me some Billy D. Williams <laughs> and Carrie Fisher and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I, yeah, I'll I'll take what I can get, you know, just right. to uh, just to share the same oxygen right. as uh, as as those people is is good enough for me. Even you know what, even these voice actors that do the Clone Wars, because I don't want to downplay oh, them no, no, as no. major contributors, because quite honestly, I think Matt Lanter is. 10 times the Anakin Skywalker that Hayden Christensen ever was. Yeah. He has some good moments in episode three, but yeah, I agree. 
I didn't. I never really liked the character of Anakin Skywalker until the Clone Wars started. And as this series goes on and on, and and Brain Invaders is probably one of the best examples of it so far. Right. This character just gets more and more interesting. Right. Yeah. Right. Like. Oh yeah. Just what they did with Anakin in this episode was was awesome. So, so I'm excited to get out there and to meet uh, to meet hopefully meet some of these Star Wars celebrities and, and that sort of thing meet some of the artists and uh most importantly i'm gonna say to meet some of the listeners oh yeah uh, definitely and uh and you know like I'll, I'll i'll finally get to meet you in person there uh, it is and, finally. Uh, and i haven't talked i haven't talked to steve yet but um i i almost guarantee because he's in he's in georgia in southern georgia so oh, he'll be there uh florida is like right yeah. there it's like next door if i know my american geography right? oh yeah Georgia's right next to Florida. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I can't imagine. He can probably drive that. You know, it's not that yeah. far. So, yeah, I would have to imagine he's going to be there. Yeah, so he'll, he'll be there for yeah. sure. And, uh, and, and to, to get to meet you guys is going to be, that's, gonna, that's, that's well worth the price. And it's, it's kind of one of those things of, of uh, you know, there is no real excuse to spend a bunch of money <laughs> on, on plane tickets yeah. for us to all meet each other. But, to uh you know if we're all going to be there anyways then it then it makes that that plane fare worth it for me and then we'll do we'll do a show from there and, oh yeah and all that sort of stuff and uh and maybe meet the guys from the force cast or something yeah. you know like yeah so. it's gonna be big yeah celebration five so so yeah start planning start now guys now. and uh and we'll start figuring stuff out because we'll have we'll have a big front lines meet up and, yeah that'd be cool yeah and and you know what if they're doing a celebration, we will have T-shirts done well before then, so that you guys can represent. Yeah. And uh, and I will be wearing a Frontlines T-shirt or something that that lets you guys know who I yeah. am. All again, so that'd be fantastic. So we only got 246 days, 13 hours, eight minutes, and some change left. So start planning <laughs> where now. Are you, where are you seeing that? Did you? I just, just I just computed that in my head. Can you believe that? No, actually, that's on the Star Wars Celebration uh, website. Oh, do they have their own website? Yeah, StarWarsCelebration.com. I didn't even know that. I'm going to it yeah, right now. It has a ticker there. So um, start planning now, guys. Well, that's uh, <clears throat> that took up a lot of our time. We got uh, a weekly recap and some other things to get into. Um, you Are we going to start now or you want to look at that website for a sec? No, I'm okay. good. I'm good. We can start. Okay. Now. I'm this. I should have looked at this already. We got a show to do. <laughs> uh, we got a show to do. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just too excited about yeah. this. Yeah. No, it sounds. It's good times. Um. So yeah, we're gonna start off with uh, Brain Invaders. Um. I guess I will go ahead and start. Are you ready, Mike? All yeah. right. Here we go. At a landing area on Geonosis, clone troopers march a manacled Poggle the Lesser aboard a waiting Republic attack shuttle. Kiati Mundi brings news of a complication to Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and Luminara Unduli. The battlefront on Dantooine has been taxing to Mace uh, Windu's defense forces, and they desperately need medical supplies delivered from a station near Ord Cestus. Anakin and Luminara feel of it's, it's of paramount importance to take Poggle into Coruscant instead. They decide to split their forces and have the Padawans Ahsoka Tano and Barisopi ferry the medical supplies. 
I, I just have a couple comments oh, yeah. here. Um, okay, so first of all, there there are two callbacks to expanded universe stuff here. Uh, the first being Mace Windu being on Dantooine, Dantooine yeah, um, because that is a reference to the uh, to the Clone Wars micro series, because uh, the Mace Windu episode it takes place on Dantooine. Okay. So um, that's it's kind of indirect and and doesn't really say you know that it's that battle specifically, but but it's kind of cool that that they that they did that. And then Kit Fisto is stationed near Ord Cestus, yes. and Ord Cestus is the book that uh, well the Cestus Deception, say that five times fast, <laughs> uh, yeah. is the book where where Obi Wan and uh, and Kit Fisto head there to to do their negotiations sort of okay thing. yeah um so that i thought that was really cool and then uh, and then i just have one thing to say about about this splitting of the team yeah. uh with the padawans and and the jedi masters going in like separate ships yeah. um how many jedi masters did we have we had kiati mundi four one right? kenobi yeah uh obi-wan kenobi i uh, i uh, luminar undali and uh and and Anakin, who's not technically a master, but close, close enough, enough yeah, right? right. Um, and they all go on this one ship, and then they send the two Padawans <laughs> yeah. on this other ship. It's like, you know what? Anakin, go with them. There's three Jedi Masters, yeah. okay? Uh, two of yeah. which are, are on the council. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that he like. Obviously, him being there ends up being a benefit by the end of the episode, but it wasn't entirely necessary. Yeah, it was um, one of those where he's like, "Hey, I don't want to go on this supply run. This is this is not going to be any yeah. fun." You know, send the two uh, newbies. You know, let them go. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, and uh, and and the other thing, like, don't send don't send Rex with them. It's like yeah, every other time Anakin and Ahsoka have split in this sort of fashion. Um, he usually sends Rex with her. And so it's like the two of them and then and then, you know, a couple other clones or whatever. And this time around he, he doesn't send Rex. He keeps Rex with him, which I thought was was a little bit odd as well. Yeah, so right. Uh you know, you also you said Dantooine and and of course we hear Dantooine on uh in, in Star Wars too, when uh, Tarkin yeah. asks for uh the location of the rebel base and uh, Princess Leia says Dantooine to throw him off, so yeah, and historically, people will will know Dantooine as one of the uh, initial seed worlds of of the Jedi Order. So it was uh, Tython, I think, is where they come from, which is what we find out in in the new uh, Old Republic uh -huh. game, okay. the the MMO. But in the uh, in the first two Knights of the Old Republic games, uh, Dantooine was where the Jedi had their main station oh, okay yeah. um during those sith wars yeah. so oh so yeah, dantooine's right. familiar to some of us who've played those games yeah oh you know what one more thing real quick before you start you know what was also yep. funny is uh, you might not remember this but in the very beginning when they're walking poggle up you know he's doing his little clicks in his language and he's kind of looking at uh the two padawans and he looks at uh Kiati mundi and it was also, it was almost, it reminded me like he's kind of cussing him out. You know what I mean? It yeah. had that kind of feel to it. He's like, ow, 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 you know, as he, as he walks by him up the ship in manacles. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. I kind of noticed that the second or third time I watched the episode. So I thought that was kind of funny. <clears throat> Go ahead. 
All right. Uh, outside the ruins of the Progate Temple, the clone troopers of Tango Company are off duty and napping. Within the rubble, a slimy Geonosian brainworm slithers from a cracked yellow egg. It crawls into the nostril of Scythe, a, a snoozing clone. The company CO, Trap, wakes his resting soldiers with a blaster shot into the air. Tango Company has been assigned the medical run toward Cestus. Trooper Pulsar has, has to try extra hard to nudge Scythe awake, who seems strangely detached as he comes to. You know what, on this, real quick, um, I kind of would have liked to have seen a little more creative way for the worms to get in, but maybe for the interest yeah, of time, I, I was, you know, maybe they had to I do was, it, you know. I was expecting, um, I was expecting Poggle to have something to do with yeah. it. Yeah. I was really expecting, like, as they were taking him on, onto the ship and as he was cussing them out, like you were saying, I was expecting him to sort of flash a little egg or something like yeah. that. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was a little, it was a little disappointing to just see it crawl out of the rocks and jump in his nose. Yeah. I, maybe just for time's sake, they just had to get it on quick or... Yeah. So, little minor issue there, but you know, no big deal. Um, as the company boards uh, medical frigate TB seventy three, Scythe lags behind, secretly carrying a backpack full of worm eggs aboard. The frigate blasts off from Genosis, destined for Ord Cestus, where Kit Fisto is stationed, awaiting its arrival. Deep in hyperspace, the Padawans attempt to catch some sleep, but Ahsoka is restless. She wakes Barris, and they dine in the mess hall talking about the Jedi's role as warriors in the current conflict and how the Jedi will continue to maintain the peace after the war is over. I was just thinking about what you said earlier, about enjoying the peace while it lasts. As a Jedi, I'm not sure I know how to do that. Master Windu has said we are keepers of the peace, not warriors. However, once the war is over, it will be our job to maintain the peace. Yes, but... Will we do so as keepers of the peace or warriors? And what's the difference? I don't have all the answers, Ahsoka. Like you, I'm a learner. What does your master tell you? Anakin? Oh, um, you might find some of his thoughts on the future uh, a bit radical. Really? Why? Let's just say my master will always do what needs to be done. I'm not even sure how peacetime will agree with him. You know, I, I thought this uh, scene was interesting because we get to slow down a little bit and then we get to see two Padawans, especially Ahsoka, who basically has been thrown into this war and she really doesn't know much except for before she was training. Um, she really doesn't know much but this war. And she she talks about, well, what's the difference between being a warrior and a peacekeeper? You know, where does the... Where's the differentiation there? You know what I mean? So I thought that was a pretty good scene there with the two. Yeah, I really, I really liked the allusion to, uh, to Anakin's sort of, um, very right wing thinking uh, that, that we hear in episode two when he says, when he basically describes a dictatorship and, uh, and, and Padme says, you know, are you serious? And he goes, Oh no, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And she's, she just goes, Oh, Oh, okay. You know, but like this shows that obviously he's let his guard down with Ahsoka a little bit. 
and he he's letting her know some of his thoughts and feelings on how the galaxy should right. be run. And obviously those aren't his thoughts and feelings. Those are those are Palpatine talking, right? Like that's his influence, which I think they they've they've really downplayed that in in the Clone Wars because we're really focused on him being away. Right. And then when he's back, they want to get Padme in there. So so I don't think that they that they focus on on the Palpatine Anakin relationship, except for in the one episode um, near the beginning of the season yes. this year, where where they had that one moment. But um, but I don't think that you can you can't forget that that's that's sort of in the background there. Every chance he gets, and I'm sure that they're having like that they've got you know, emails essentially going back and forth across the holonet between like private conversations between Anakin and um, Sidious. Anakin and, and right. Sidious. <clears throat> yeah. So that's it's definitely his influence. And you hear you hear that Ahsoka's even in, even questioning it yeah. a little bit. And this might this might start to to, to point towards what's gonna happen with her character eventually. Right. Um I'm thinking now, just as we're talking about this, it's possible that that she might figure it out uh, because she's so close to Anakin. She might figure out that she's already got an inkling that that Palpatine has this unique yeah, relationship, yeah, definitely, um, and doesn't know why. That's the thing. It's like I think for Obi Wan he lets it go because he can justify it. He can say, well, Anakin was there at the beginning of this whole thing with, with, uh, with him being the, the, the chancellor and everything, you know, he became a Jedi Padawan at the same time that, that Palpatine took office as Supreme Chancellor. So, you know, there's a connection between that and Naboo and his actions and, you know, saving the day and all that stuff. So, so I think for Obi-Wan, he goes, you know, there's a, there's a connection there. They have a friendship because of this shared experience, but for Ahsoka, she doesn't know, like she might know about that, but she wasn't there to witness it for firsthand. Um, and, uh, and so she might start to suspect Sidious and then, uh, and then, well, Palpatine as Sidious, I guess. And, uh, and she might, she might figure it out and that might be, why we don't see her in episode three yeah yeah if i if i can venture that guess i don't know how long do you think she's gonna last because this is a this is a big debate oh it is yeah well this is one of the topics we have for our um mailbag so uh, yeah okay we'll We'll, okay we'll save it we'll save it okay um meanwhile in the clone barracks scythe has released a clutch of geonosian brainworm eggs which hatch and release their slithery bounty into the sleeping quarters each worm soon finds a sleeping ho- clone host. The infection is spreading, and two brainwashed clones led by side casually walk into the cockpit and open fire on the pilots. They now have control of the bridge. Two other infected troopers, Ox and Edge, enter the mess hall and suddenly open fire on Barris and Ahsoka. The Padawans spring into defensive mode, deflecting the incoming blast. They incapacitate the clones. Before they can assess the situation, the Padawans suddenly react as two more clones, 
trap and havoc barge in investigating the sudden the sound of gunfire. Um, now we we had talked about this earlier. This is one. This is a really nice scene here. We get to see some lightsaber action. We get to see clones turning on the Jedi, a la Order sixty six. But this is a little different. Yeah. Um, but we had talked about the uh, how Ahsoka does her patented move and and it was a it was a great scene i mean she does a backflip actually she steps on the i think she stepped on the table kind of flips the table up she does a like a back handspring off of it over the same thing with barra she does the same thing lightsaber ignited um nice little scene there good angles and um you know just perfect you know here i here we go i'm ready for some some lightsaber action let's let's do this so nice scene. yeah yeah I love that they're really defining style, style. Yeah. and I think we've talked about this a few times, but like we see that that flip again, like that back handspring right. thing that she does, uh, which she did in the last in in her last appearance, which was um, two episodes ago. What was that one? Uh, well, the one with the super tank. Yeah, that was uh, landing at Point Rain. Uh, no, it's the one after Weapons landing factor? at Point Rain. Yeah, weapons factory. She she does something like that. I think she does the cartwheel in yeah. that one. Um, or her hand didn't touch the ground. She just kind of does a backflip. Yeah. Almost. Um, and then she does it in. She does like a flip or a roll over a table or something like that in. Uh, in. That was first ep- first or second second episode of the season, with the with the spot with the that was first, the first episode, episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The Holocron. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Heights. yeah, so like you said, we are seeing yeah. that pattern yeah. of the style. Yeah. So, that, yeah, nice to see that. Yeah, definitely. Um, these new arrivals do not appear infected, but Ahsoka and Barris hold them at lightsaber point until they can get some answers. Trap drops his blaster to the floor to prove he isn't a traitor. Ahsoka, remembering Anakin's tales of Sergeant Slick and Christophsis, remains wary. Trap suggests they check on the bridge. Barris cannot make calmly contact. Leaving Havoc behind to watch the two unconscious clones, Trap, Barris, and Ahsoka dash to the bridge to investigate. Meanwhile, aboard a Jedi cruiser tunneling through hyperspace, the Jedi tend, uh, tend to interrogating a rather uncooperative Poggle the Lesser. Anakin grows increasingly concerned that the medical free has not checked in. Ahsoka is long overdue for contact. Scythe orders the pilot pilot's bodies disposed of. The, the possessed clones engage the autopilot and activate the security shields throughout the ship. Ray shields suddenly cut off the Padawan's approach to the bridge. Barris attempts to override the controls. Suddenly, Trap tries to blast Opie. She cuts through his blaster and she struggles, and he struggles to uh, bodily overpower her. A Genosian brainworm extends from his mouth. Barris has no choice but to plunge her blade through Trap's chest, killing him. Ahsoka uses her lightsaber to slice the worm in two. So um, there's Trap. We actually see Trap. I was going to mention this earlier. In the beginning, uh, before Scythe gets infected, uh, he comes up and shoots his blaster and says, uh, hey, you know, uh, we're going to do this. One of the other clones says, hey, this is just a you know, uh, a supply run, you know, why are we doing this? And then Trap says, hey, we were bred to follow orders. 
So, you know, I'm, I forgot to mention that, but I thought that was a, maybe a little callback to the Order 66 and, and how much yeah. they do follow orders. And here, here we come to this point where um, Barris, nice, here's another thing here. You know, this is one of those creepy episodes again. And actually my five or six-year-old was watching with me, and he was actually kind of covered his eyes at the point where the worms were coming out of the mouths of these different clones. <laughs> so I knew that this was kind yeah. of one of those freaky episodes, you know, and, and Barris puts the lightsaber up right to his chest and ignites it, you know, killing trap right there. So, um, you know, this is, like I said, a little creepy episode. And there was a, another good scene there um, with Barris, Ahsoka, and uh, Trap. Yeah, definitely. And then we get, uh, and well, is it, uh, let's see. Yeah, I guess it's around right here where where the one makes that comment. Um, well, you know, uh, who better to, to, oh, yeah. to take out Jedi clones, clones yeah. or who would know better how to, so who would know better how to take up, take down a Jedi than a clone. And, uh, and I thought that was pretty cool because I think it's, it's alluding to two things. It's alluding to the fact that they work uh, so closely with the Jedi, and then also uh, that they're clones of Jango, who's a Mandalorian, and Mandalorians are enemies of yes, the Jedi. Yeah, like they are, they're sworn enemies. So it's in their genetics to kill Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> that's just like it's one of the things that they do. I mean, in the in the video game, uh, in the Bounty Hunter, which is the game starring Jango right. Fett, um, Dooku finds Jango and recruits him by having him go after a dark Jedi. So, like, he was specifically looking for someone with that ability, right. which I think, with the ability to take down a Jedi, which I think is is interesting. And, uh, and until I watched this episode, I never really put it together yeah. like that. But then you hear it, and it's like, you know, that's why it had to be Django. That's why Dooku set up the trial like that so that he could find this clone template to pull right. this off. Yeah. So, so I thought I, I really liked that. Yeah. Line. Good line. Um, looking at the wriggling segments, Ahsoka and Barris begin to piece together what is happening. A parasitic infection is threatening the ship. The frigate must be placed under quarantine, and the medical station at Ord Cestus needs to be contacted. Barris and Ahsoka overhear the chittering sound of Geonosian speak. They follow the noise to the medical frigate's cargo bay where they see infected clones, including Scythe, Havoc, Edge, and Ox, gather and sub subject another troop to trooper to the worms. An infected clone trooper spots the Padawans, herding the spies into the cargo bay. Uh, Havoc tosses two eggs at the Jedi, but they cut the orbs into halves before the worms can emerge. Outnumbered, Ahsoka and Barris retreat into the ventilation ductwork. I, I just, I just want to say I really liked the look of of the uh, the cargo bay. Oh yeah, there. yeah. It it felt very Star Wars with all of the all of the yeah. um, the box like the crates all over the place, and then the uh, the way that there was that gangplank up along the top. It just it just felt really, really Star Wars to me. And that's from years and years and years of playing video <laughs> games and stuff like yeah. that, where it's like Shadows of the Empire, yeah. uh, Jedi Outcast. Uh, and then in, in episode three, we see a similar sort of thing with Obi-Wan in the uh, 
in the docking bay when he attacks Joe Grievous, General yeah, Grievous. Yeah. Like, and and uh, and obviously Bespin and the second Death Star are just full of stuff like yeah. that. And uh, and it just feels very Star Wars to me the way that they leap up. Oh there yeah, yeah. And make their escape that way. I I just really really like that stylistic. Well, you know, the inside of the ship um, kind of reminded me of this medical frigate of the Tantive IV. You know, the white halls and the white doors. Yeah. 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 It was you keep that feeling too. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Crawling through the ship's innards, Barris and Ahsoka decide to split up. Ophi will go to the reactor room and disable the ship's thrusters. Ahsoka heads to the aft communications station and reaches Master Fisto with a warning. Kit Fisto orders Ahsoka to bring the frigate in system so that the Jedi can analyze the parasites. But Ahsoka stresses how dangerous these worms are. Barris never reaches the reactor control room, instead getting caught in an electrified trap set up by the clones. She collapses before them. Scythe has an egg for her. She too becomes infected. Now that was another kind of creepy scene. This is, the, this is kind of what I like about certain horror movies, and, and this kind of did it the same way, where yeah. you know she goes in there, she gets trapped by this energy beam, so that we know the clones are pretty smart. You know, they know how to catch Jedi, like they say. And yeah. we don't actually see her get infected. It's just kind of left up to your imagination what happens. Um, but we find out a little later. But um, I kind of like the way they, they did that. You know, we see the clones getting actually the worms going into them. But with Barris, it's kind of left up to your imagination of what is actually going on there. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Back in the. Uh, communication station, Ahsoka reaches Captain Rex and Anakin. She updates her master on what's happening. Skywalker orders Ahsoka to keep in touch while he goes to interrogate Poggle for some answers. But before Ahsoka can leave the calm room, she sees Barris waiting for her. Almost got it. Cargo ship TB-73, this is clone Captain Rex. Please respond. Rex, this is Ahsoka. Boy, am I glad to hear your voice. Likewise, sir. I've got someone here who wants to speak with you. Ahsoka, what's going on? Are you okay? Well, not exactly. Make sure you have a wrist comp. Keep it on. I'm going to interrogate Poggle. He might have some answers. Find Varys and wait for my signal. Varys, you're back. Were you successful? Now, I, I, since I mentioned the kind of the horror-type um, feel that was going on with this show, here's another instance here where it was almost yeah. like a, you know, a Jason movie or something. You see uh, Aunt Ahsoka talking, and all yeah. of a sudden, wham, here's Barris, you know, ready to, ready to go for yeah, it. She's so just there. What, you yeah. kind of get the same type of uh, feel off that, Mike? With the, uh, Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the the fact that they're playing with the star Wars way of doing things while still keeping it very familiar. Yeah. So like they're, they're doing things stylistically that we've never seen in star Wars before, but at the same time, they're making sure that everything else is as accurate and authentic and familiar as it can possibly be. So the ship interior feeling a lot like the Tantive right. four, the cargo bay with the gangplank, um, Seeing the laser gates like we saw in oh, episode yeah, one, um, yeah, stuff like that. It just 
like it keeps it very grounded in Star Wars, but then that allows them to do stuff like have this very horror movie Jason moment where Barris just appears. Right. You know, like she's just there suddenly with no sound or anything yeah. like that, just kind of being creepy. And uh, and in a second, when she when she attacks, she does that force push and it shatters the yeah. glass um, of the display. It was probably one of the coolest moments in the in the entire series yet, when Ahsoka essentially puts like a little force bubble around the front of her, around like around her face right. and everything. And you don't really, you don't really see anything. You just kind of see that none of the glass hits. Oh yeah, right. And it just kind of goes around. But they kind of slow down a little bit, but not too much. And and it was just a really, really cool moment where we got to see. This is what it's like for one Jedi to have to fight another. Like this right. is. This is how powerful they are, and we don't get to see that because a lot of the time it's a Jedi, throwing a rock or dropping a boulder or, you yeah. know doing something to something else and not having anything contest that, which I think is one of the reasons why, you know, the end of episode three is so powerful because we don't really get to see two powerful Jedi go up against each other. Very often we see a less powerful Jedi go up against a Sith or, you know, something like that, or, or a Jedi who doesn't want to fight a Sith, you know, like with Luke and Vader at the end of return of the Jedi, like sort of, being apprehensive and this and and these are sort of some of the only parts where we get to see some full-on right. battle where it's a jedi trying to kill yeah. another jedi so yeah I agree with that i really enjoy it um barris attacks ahsoka first with a mighty force push that sends shards of shattered display uh screen knifing toward the younger padawan both jedi apprentices ignite their lightsabers and an intense duel ensues ahsoka pleads with barris to fight the influence of the worms, she kicks her way free of Ophi and scurries away from her brainwashed friend Tano. A uh, brainwashed friend, Tano leaps into the ductwork, momentarily escaping. So you just had mentioned this fight, and um, yeah. I have, you know, like I said, I agree with with all that. You know, there was another scene. Well, after she shatters the glass, uh, Ophi does this type of. Uh, she kind of jumps and moves forward at the same time. It was almost like. I want to say Matrixy again, you know. She had, wasn't like bullet time, yeah, but it was. Yeah. She kind of floated up and forward a little bit. It was a really cool, um, really cool yeah. scene there. Yeah, it was really. It, what was interesting to see was that the um, the worms, although taking over, uh, still had access to like the memories and intelligence and abilities right. yeah. of their hosts. So they're not dominating their brains. They're just controlling them, sort of. But not like... It's, it's, it's sort of a funny line because you have the clone make that comment about taking down Jedi. And it's like, who's talking there? The, the clone worm, or yeah. the worm, right? And then, and then here we kind of see... you know, Because we've seen before that they, that they acknowledge in the series... That the Jedi, um, or that that people who like emulate Jedi, like what's what's her favorite? Well, the the Cato mm-hmm, Parasiti, right. when she when she takes on the form of of Jocasta New, still doesn't have the ability to use a lightsaber the way right. a Jedi does. 
Um, but Barris, even though she's being dominated by this brain worm, still has all of those abilities, and it's still a really cool fight between the two of yeah. them. So I, I really like that element to it, that they didn't make it another sort of happenstance lightsaber battle, that it was a little right, bit more right, tense. Right, right, I agree. Go ahead, Mike. Aboard the Jedi cruiser, an intense Anakin Skywalker enters, enters Poggle the Lesser's detention cell. Anakin excuses the clone guards and attempts to use the Force to compel Poggle to answer his questions. Poggle, talking via an interpreter droid, boasts that mind tricks do not work on Geonosians. But Anakin is not looking to use mind tricks. He smacks Poggle aside and begins throttling him with a Force grip. Leave us. You will answer my questions. Your feeble Jedi mind tricks do not work on Geonosians. The other Jedi already learned this. Mind tricks? I don't need mind tricks to get you to talk. See, I will never talk, Jedi. We'll see about that, Poggle. Okay, Mike, I had to put this in there to, for you guys to hear because yes. this is my favorite scene of the show and one of my favorite scenes of the series. I mean, this thing is just dripping yeah. with foreshadowing. You know what I mean? First of all, you get Anakin yeah. walking in. What does he say? Leave us. Okay? We've heard that before. Um, we get the force choke. We got the music going in the background. It's just, you know, perfect scene. I mean, I had to rewind yeah. that like three times just to watch it again, you know, just to catch it all because it was so cool. Uh, what did you think of that? It was definitely my favorite moment of the episode. Like, from the moment that Barris comes in with the with the brainworm, like the beginning of Act Three, when right. Barris comes in and attacks uh, Ahsoka, from that point on in this episode, it's yeah. one of the best episodes of the Clone right. Wars so far. Um, like this, this competes with uh, Ooh, with Trespass. That's saying so, some. Like yeah. from that point on. Previous to that, yeah. it's a little bit slow and it's it's interesting. It's cool, but it's not quite as good. But this last act is yeah. so solid because it just it's got that star oh, yeah. wars pace of it being in two places at once actually even three because we get uh the the medical frigate the uh the jedi cruiser and the medical station we get all three of those and we get jumping back and forth yeah. between the three and uh and this this moment for anakin is like it's a really defining moment for the series so far because up until now we have only really seen him as a hero. We haven't seen that dark side come out because That's, it hasn't yeah. needed to, right? Yeah. Like we haven't, we haven't had had call for that sort of thing yet. But this is definitely, yeah, this this is definitely that that dark side tendency yeah. coming out in him. Um, and it's because of the attachment, right? It was one thing with the in in Children of the Force with the younglings or the the potential Jedi um, because, you know, like they're kind of faceless and although they're innocent and all that sort of thing, 
it's different for Anakin because of his attachment issues than it is for other Jedi. Whereas Obi-Wan would probably react exactly the same way to this situation with Ahsoka that he did in, uh, in Children mm. of the Force. Um, for Anakin, Anakin's got that attachment to Ahsoka, and this is where we see it. This is where we see what she says, that he'll do exactly. what Exactly, I was going to bring done. that up, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and 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 that line even is a call to episode three, where at that point Sidious, the the emperor, tells Anakin when he's sending him to the Jedi Temple, do what must be done, right, uh, to exterminate all the Jedi, kill the young yeah. and everything. So it's like this is this is us seeing that that Anakin will do what needs to be done in 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 the interest of preserving the things that right. he cares about. And that's where it gets difficult. It's not in the interest of preserving the Republic. It's not in the interest of preserving peace. It's in the interest of preserving the things that he cares about. And that's right. why it's dangerous. Yeah. So it's a, it a very, very good scene. And I hope that we see, I don't, I don't want to see too much of it because then that, that'll take away from the whole thing. But as the yeah, series goes while. on, yeah. and as we get closer to that, hundredth episode or however how they say it like right. hundred episodes right, right? Roughly, so yeah. Got, yeah. um or that they've got planned out or whatever um by the end of that that we see we see him take that those steps towards the dark side so that when you sit down to watch episode three it doesn't feel quite so Rushed. yeah out of nowhere right. yeah that he just decides to do all this stuff that we see right a pattern yeah, good point develop, good point so um, Anakin returns to the bridge of the cruiser, reporting Ahsoka's predicament and some measure of success in getting answers from Poggle. The other Jedi Masters are surprised that Anakin managed to get the Geonosian to speak. Skywalker doesn't go into detail as to how he got his information. Skywalker contacts Ahsoka with the solution to the parasite problem. The worms are affected by extreme cold. Following her master's advice, Ahsoka heads to the reactor room to rupture the cooling system. Cold air begins flooding the frigate. The infected clones begin falling unconscious, gripped by convulsions. The frigate emerges from hyperspace near Orcestus Medical Station. Kit Fisto orders a pair of tug ships to guide in the stricken craft and warns all medical staff that no one is to board the frigate until all parasites are contained. The tiny tugs... Uh, attempt to rein in the frigate with their outsized tractor beam projectors. I just have to comment that that I always love it when we see. Oh ships. yeah, yeah. That's just that's just a thing that I have because I love starships so much, and to see these new ones. two new ships that that uh, that are uh, serve a very obvious purpose in the Star Wars galaxy, and I'm sure it's not the last yeah. time we'll see them. Uh, Shivering in the corridors, Ahsoka returns to the bridge to retake control of the craft, but Barris finds her. Their duel slashes a cooling duct, and Ahsoka blasts a jet of frosty air right at Ophi. In, in that brief instant, Ophi appears to surface from her worm-controlled haze and begs Ahsoka to kill her. Ahsoka refuses, and a disarmed Barris claws her way back at her friend. A greedy worm extends from Barris's mouth, seeking purchase on Ahsoka. One thing I this didn't really describe it. She also Barris slices the uh the controls. Right. So so that's what kind of sends the the frigate 
reeling in towards the uh, towards medical the, station. the medical yeah. station, and uh, and that moment where Ahsoka grabs the the air duct, the vent, the air duct, and and blasts Barris with it. I was <laughs> it was so awesome because yeah. it's just like just like uh, right. Vader or uh, like Vader, yeah. Luke does to Vader. Yeah. Well, so, you know what's interesting cool. also this the same area here is uh, here we get Barris who's who's uh, kind of breaking free of the uh, worm possession, sort of. And she's telling uh, Ahsoka to kill her. I was like, whoa, you know? So yeah. you can see that yeah. these worms are something it's, not, it's pleasant. not pleasant. Yeah. She's saying, hey, just kill me. And yeah. Ahsoka, of course, you know, she's 14 years old, you know, and she hasn't learned yet, obviously, especially with Anakin, the attachment thing, you know, she's, this yeah. is another Padawan. This is, you know, her, her friend here. And uh, she obviously can't do it. And then we, we, again, get a scene where she makes a slash, and we don't know what happens until um, a little bit later. So, But we will get to yeah. that. Let's see. Uh, the tugs reel in the frigate, halting its forward momentum just as it nestles into a medical station dock. Sub-zero uh, conduits connect to the airlocks, and cautious clone troopers board the frozen craft, accompanied by Kit Fisto. Master Fisto sees the inert forms of Ahsoka and Barris covered in frost. I just also have to say right here, um, the the design of the frigate and the design of the Tantive Four, and uh, and even that the the uh, the Republic cruiser from Episode One, yeah, that all yeah. have this sort of this tube look to the front of the ship, um, the sort of hammerhead thing. Well, I guess the the one in in episode one doesn't really have that it's kind of different but um but definitely like that that hammerhead sort of ship style i i you know previous to this i always just thought it looked kind of cool like it was just a style thing um and then it's not until you see this that you see the air docks come in from from both right, sides yes, yeah. and connect with both sides of it and it finally made sense to me like logically the way that the ship is constructed that that's why yeah. it's built that way. And I just thought that was really cool that somebody on the team had that sort of foresight to take a look at that ship and to take a look at the, um, the, the medical station and to put two and two together and to really like connect the dots there of just why that ship yeah. is built that way. Uh, I oh, just yeah. thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka awakens in the infirmary and sees Anakin looking over her. He tells her that Barris and the clones are fine, thanks to her efforts. Okay. It's all right, Ahsoka. It's okay. You're safe. Barris? Barris is fine, thanks to your efforts. And so are the clones. What were those things? I think I can help answer that. We had the parasite worms analyzed. They are the same type of creature you found on Geonosis, Master Skywalker. We'll have to inform the troops on Geonosis. This parasite might explain how they recaptured the planet the first time. I don't want it happening again. You've been through quite an ordeal, little one. Master Skywalker, may I have a word? So um, this conversation with Ahsoka and Anakin uh, continues on alone, and... Um... I thought it was a pretty like in the beginning we go back and we slow it down a little bit. An interesting conversation between Anakin and Ahsoka, and 
she they both talk yeah. about um you know save as many she's thinking about saving as many lives as she can and and they're talking about letting go of attachments and how difficult the struggle it is and uh and then anakin just yeah. says hey you know what you followed your instincts your instincts uh you know said that nicole was going to do it and you know you made the choice and you know it worked out for you and he's you know he has to realize that or i think he does realize that hey um she did what i would have done and you know and this is going to get into our forum post and we'll talk about this in a minute about this relationship that's going on um but like i say and i think dave filoni talks about this at on his um behind the scenes um for this episode about how how much he liked this very end conversation and what it means to these two so I don't know if you got the same type of feel off that too. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. It was one of the first times that I think we've really seen Anakin embracing the teacher right. role and not so much just telling her how it's supposed to be done, but imparting a little bit of wisdom as faulted as his perspective might be. Um, because we know his, his viewpoints on attachment and compassion are obviously flawed in in the the greater uh, Jedi Order vision right, of things, right. you know. Uh, because um, as he says these things, he's got a wife back home on yeah, course. Yeah. So that's you know, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's one thing to talk about attachment; it's another thing in practice, you know. Yeah. So for him to say, you know, you did what you thought felt right you know coming from him it for for that situation it makes sense i understand where he's coming from but that that viewpoint is what leads him down that right. path right is is following his feelings instead of uh instead of maybe being a little right. bit more objective yeah. yeah so so that was the episode and like i said earlier you know um this thing kind of builds, you know, it, it starts out. And as Mike said, just by the third act, this thing is just, is really taken off. Really excellent. I mean, the music during the lightsaber battles is great. Um, the scene with Anakin and his, and his dark side ish, um, tendency there, you know, obviously I said that was my favorite episode or uh, favorite scene. Um, so a lot of, a lot of great things. Like I said, lightsaber battles were good. Uh, a lot of good things in here. So yeah. I would put this up um, for me. I, probably one of my favorite out of this whole arc as far as the Geonosian arc. Um, even though this is not really on Geonosis. Um, this kind of ties in with the worms and all that. So this was probably, what, a, almost a five-story arc now with with the worms and Geonosis from when we first start. So uh, I got to put this up there pretty high on, on that list. So... Uh, I know you thought the third act was really good. Um, how would you rate yeah. the episode overall, though? Pretty. Good. Uh, well, I'd say I'd say it's yeah. a solid four. Uh, and and towards the end of it, yeah. like a four or five, like four point yeah. five sort of thing. Um, so it it almost hits that four point five. If the if the beginning were a little bit stronger, uh, it would get there. But um, we're still looking for that trespass part yeah, two, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah i you know what i yeah. nothing beats that yet because i just rewatched yeah. it a little while ago and it's 
it's just got everything that I could want in a Star Wars episode. Until until we go yeah. to another planet that's an extreme weather situation and we get like new outfits for Anakin and Obi-Wan and like new costumes for the clone troopers and and you know like just there are so many things about that episode that make it stand out above yeah. and beyond the rest of them. For well, me. we got a long ways to go, so we'll see. Try to get that from you. Yeah, we got this. <laughs> okay, uh, it's time to, I guess, dig into the old mailbag, huh? Okay, I got one yeah, here. Yeah. Um, this is going to be real quick. This is from Aaron Altimus, um, frequent poster and, and uh, uh, mailer, if you will. Um, he just basically wants to know, he just says, uh, could you guys post Matt's audition on your website? And I, we might have talked about this um, before, but we had planned on doing that um, during the Christmas break. Yeah. Uh, Mike still has the file. And um, I did it on episode 20, or the Clone Wars season uh, finale, one with Cad Bane. So um, I'll have a little more information of when I did that and what was involved when I, uh, when we post that up. So, uh, look out for that, Aaron and the yeah. rest of the Clone Wars, uh, podcast fans. Uh, the audition will be up, uh, in a few weeks. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get that up. You know, it'll be another one of those, those Christmas break yeah. gifts for you guys. Um, so with that question answered, let's move on to the forum post because there's some okay. stuff to discuss. I I don't know it's how a, to say this guy. It's either Gia yeah, rules or Gia or G Gia H rules yeah. or something like that. I he posted or he or she I I don't even know. Um, Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano is the is the post subject. That's the the title, and he he writes okay. This is where we can talk about Master and Padawan. Talk about similarities. Ahsoka's future, anything. One thing I noticed is that Ahsoka and Anakin are very, very similar. Like if you watch Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, of the Star Wars movies, uh, Anakin is so whiny, and you might notice the way Anakin and Ahsoka treat their masters. They aren't very polite. You can see some pushback and more. So uh, so let's yeah. uh, let's talk about that. You let's, know, it's a, that's kind of a... A big subject, and I'll, I'll try to be as brief as I can. Um, you know, Ahsoka and Anakin. Uh, I'm really get, starting to like Ahsoka. I never thought I'd say that, but yeah, especially yeah. at the end of this episode, I yeah, do. I, you know, yeah. I just have to say, I I, I feel exactly yeah. the same way, and I've been thinking about that a lot lately, especially yeah. with this last episode. Um, when she was introduced, I was kind of like, really a 14 year old yeah. girl. That's a wonderful marketing ploy. Lucasfilm. Yeah. Good job. You're going to sell some action figures to a couple of 14 year old girls, you know, yeah. way to go. <laughs> or like seven <laughs> yeah. and stuff, you know? Uh, but as the series goes on and as she sort of comes into her character more and more, I'm growing to like her a lot more and more. So yeah. 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 It, it's very interesting. Yeah, you know, I think it's because of the similarity she does share with Anakin. Um, and, yeah. you know, Darth Vader is my favorite character. And, of course, Anakin is Darth Vader before Darth Vader. But, <laughs> you know, they, they're kind of the same type of character. And she, she has a lot of – she's getting a lot of his traits. And I, maybe that's why it's making her uh, – maybe that's why I'm liking her more. I don't know. Um, yeah. But this is going to be an interesting um, – story arc throughout this whole series through the next few years is 
Um, and, I, you know, what's yeah. going to happen with these two and what's going to happen with Ahsoka? And, and it's kind of up in the air right now. Who knows? I mean, you never know. They could act, they could actually put her in um, episode three. You know, who knows? Or they might finish her off before that. We'll see, I guess. huh? I would love to see them get through this series. And uh, and I know this is this is terrible to say because I know that there are some people out there who will be so angry that I that I'm about to say this, but I'd love to see them get through Clone Wars to find out that she doesn't die and that she does become a Jedi Knight and then she goes off to lead her own battalion or whatever, and then we get special edition, yeah, a special edition of of the the prequel trilogy with. The episode one having digital Yoda placed in there yeah. and then, you know, like a, like maybe some of the deleted scenes and that sort of thing put back in to certain areas and, and sort of definitive editions. Um, and then for episode three, in amongst all of those death Order scenes 66. at the end to see, yeah, to see her during Order 66 and yeah. what happens to her. Um, that's sort of like a pipe dream. I don't think that that'll happen, but I I would like to see it happen. I think well, yeah, I mean, you could, like I said, I, I think they could, it could be done, whether they'll do it or not is another story, but you know what? And they could also take it another way. They could have her in Order 66, and, you know, maybe she's one of the ones that makes it out, because um, a few Jedi do make it out, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, and hide out. So, um, and that brings up another person which is captain rex you know would they ever put him back into episode three somewhere because i know this is about ahsoka and anakin but those two anakin and rex wow that's a that is a cool um partnership right there you know they're they're always talking yeah kind of like in this episode they were talking behind the scenes a little bit hey he goes up to rex and says hey you know if you hear something let me know you know so that's another great great partnership that i like to see put in somehow um but this all post also talks about you know the similarities and 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 differences between master and padawan and we've seen that um look at uh um count dooku and um qui-gon you know qui-gon kind of took on yeah. um count dooku's sort of personality where he was you know he wasn't he was kind of a rebel with the Jedi Council. Did you get that too? Like he was a master, but he's not on the council. Yeah, yeah. He kind of does his own things. He basically tells the council, "Hey, here's the chosen one. You guys can't see this. What you know? Are you clouded? What is going on?" So there are some similarities there, and then of course you have differences with Obi Wan and Anakin. So I mean, you see that throughout yeah. the movies and and uh, the stories here. Yeah. Well, it would be really interesting to see if Ahsoka lives through the Clone Wars and then ends up possibly, like, maybe even in the live-action yeah, series. Uh, right, like, yeah. Who knows, right? Because all sorts of yeah. things can happen. So, I think so, that's probably yeah, the biggest um, question as of right now is is what's going to happen with her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I think that's the reason why she was added to the series was so that there is a character right. in there that we don't know what's going to happen. But, I mean, I'd like to see some more characters added that aren't yeah. sacred material. Um, like, we got Nadar Web or Beb or whatever last season in, in Kit Fisto's episode, um, and he ends up dying. But we keep getting these characters introduced and then killed yeah. in the same episode. And I'd really like to see 
some new Padawans or some new Jedi Knights introduced and put alongside Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan and, uh, and to right. not know their fates and to see, see what's going to happen. Yeah, that, you said uh, you'd like to see more Padawans. I was, I was going to mention that last episode was um, we did that I would like to see another Padawan, but just another – this is going to sound like bad, but I want to, I want to see another male, um, maybe a young male – get into the series like like just like you said and put into a few episodes and let them do some combat and and but of course we're going to be getting into that with the upcoming episode description so we got somebody coming back but uh we'll play that in a minute but yeah i don't know if you want to add any more to the uh post but yeah no no i think that's good i think uh, i think if if there's any more to add i yeah, will jump, jump on, the on the forums, forums and uh yeah, we'll do and that add it there so um, with that, we will uh, we'll get into the next uh, episode. Uh, um, Grievous Intrigue is the title, and judging from the title, Grievous is coming back. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, return. You know what? This is something that I've been asking for. I've been well, kind of going, you know, where the heck are Dooku yeah, and Grievous during it. all of this yeah. stuff that's been going on? Because we haven't seen – we've seen – We've seen Dooku once, right? Since the beginning of no, season two. No, we haven't two? seen him yet. But well, we, well, we okay. kind of saw Maybe him like just in- during the uh, the uh, you know the first in- initial uh, where Tom Kane does the narration, uh, kind of gets you up to speed yeah, of yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on. I think we saw him once in that, and that was about it. So, yeah, I feel like I feel like he's been on screen at yeah. least once this season. Um, but we haven't seen Grievous at all, so okay. let me play that um, for you. So I'm I'm kind of excited yeah. to have. Him let me back. play that for you, and we'll, and we'll finish it off here. Let's see. The next Star Wars: The Clone Wars. There is evil, and there is Grievous. Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Yes. They make him sound so cool. But, uh, you know, in that scene there, um, for those of you who have got to see the uh, preview, um, of course, there's Grievous. And then we were just talking about having more um, other Jedi in the series. It looks like it's either Egan Kolar or Eeth Koth. I'm, I'm trying to figure out which one it is. I don't know if you can help me out with that, Mike. I, I think yeah. it is Eeth Koth. I haven't seen the, the, this, but I did... Um... Uh, I did get an email from someone who who said that okay, it was good. Cost, so it so, is. Uh, so I I'm not gonna guarantee that it's him yet, but yeah. I'm I think it is. So that looks pretty good. You know, we get Grievous back, we get some some Jedi action. Now, here's another point, real quick: is this is supposedly quote unquote this, uh, the uh, season of the bounty hunters, and it's been quite a while since we've seen any bounty hunters. So it looks like it might be another yeah, few has. more episodes. So. You know, I'm I'm assuming they're going to save the big uh, Mandalorians for the the last few episodes of the season, I imagine, and then uh, possibly yeah. uh, Boba Fett, but we'll see. Uh, but next week's looks pretty good. You know, we get Grievous back and uh, and uh, some more Jedi. So looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll see how this ties into yeah. everything else because so far, pretty much every episode has built on the previous one. Um, and it's been a continuous sort of thing. So, um, I mean, we do have like a two week right. break. I mean, 
Oh, actually, a little more yeah. now, right? Yeah. Two, actually, it's, yeah. it's a three-week break. Yeah, because the last episode was fourth. So it's a three-week break until this next episode. So maybe they're taking that as an opportunity to split up the first half and the second half of the season and maybe start right. a new yeah. storyline uh, yeah. uh, that that's related to the old one because obviously Bane's going to come back, I'm sure. And um, we, we've yet to see the Mandalorians and Bosk and some of the other bounty hunters right. that we've been promised. So, um, so yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see some of that stuff. We'll see it still continuing because that was kind of my biggest complaint about season one was that they didn't stick to the one-off episode thing, but they also didn't make it a continuous storyline. But with this season, they've yeah. definitely done that. So. So I'm excited. I'm excited to, to get back to it oh, yeah. in another two weeks, two and a half weeks to, to see you. Oh, yeah. It looks like uh, January 1st will be uh, the next episode, Friday, January 1st. So uh, yeah. in the meantime, we got a few things planned for our listeners. So um, like I said, we got the Christmas episode. We have my audition that if you guys want to listen to that, we'll put that up on there. Um, yeah. And, uh, and there is one big okay. thing before we go that I was going to the end of the episode. Uh, so those of you, I didn't want to put it at the, at the head of the episode because then, you know, you'd get people just skipping to the end. And uh, and, uh, and I always hate that. I always hate when people do stuff like that. Uh, we have a, we've got a there contest. There we go. Contest. Um, yeah, we are giving away a, uh, here, let me, let me bring it up. Uh, it's a, it's a Star Wars iPhone uh, or iPod Touch uh, skin. So uh, I'm not sure exactly which one okay. we're being sent, but we are getting we're getting uh, either uh, the Darth Vader or Stormtrooper, and I'm not sure if it's gonna be uh, the. Uh, let me just open this up. I don't know if it's gonna be the hard one or the. Uh, the hard case or the soft silicone skin, but uh, but these these work for the iPhone 3G and 3GS. Um, it's a, it's a black case that's got or a black skin like a black rubber skin that's got uh, either like like half of a stormtrooper helmet on it or half of the Darth Vader helmet on it. And uh, so what we're gonna do is if you go to the website. On uh, Friday the 11th, uh, I will be posting at some point during during the day. I will be posting some trivia, like a skill testing question of some sort, and uh, and I'm not gonna make it easy. It's it might be a question. It might be like a like a name the character sort of thing and have a picture. And it's not gonna be easy. It's only this is only for the hardcore Clone Wars and hardcore. Frontlines really? fans. So, uh, so for those of you who, who are hardcore enough and that have an iPhone or planning to get an iPhone or who have asked for yes. an iPhone for Christmas, uh, this is, this is your chance to get the star Wars skin to go along with it. So, uh, so check out the site clonewarspodcast.com and, uh, and you get that if, uh, if you're not in the contest mood and you want some instant gratification on it, you can head to uh, starwarsshop.com. And you can actually pick these up right from there. They, they, uh, they go for about twenty nine ninety five yeah. American, um, and they are available at StarWarsShop.com. So, uh, so you can head over there and pick one of those up if that's uh, 
if that's more your speed. Um, if not, head head to our site, uh, enter the contest, and uh, and uh, and and I hope I hope it goes to uh, yes to a happy yes. home. Uh, one of you one of you hardcore fans that that's been listening since the start. That would uh, that would be the coolest. So so uh, yeah. So so our first contest Excited. and. Uh, and uh, and we do have our our sponsor, which you will hear at the uh, you'll have heard at the beginning of this episode. So, so big, big things, things for 2010. Um, maybe I'll even have time to update the website like I was hoping to for the beginning of the season. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know, but I hope so. Yeah. So we'll see uh, heading into 2010 exactly what's going to happen with uh, with CloneWarsPodcast.com and and uh, Frontlines and all that. So. Uh, with that, uh, I think this brings us to the end of the episode. So thank you for listening. Uh, obviously, like I just said, don't forget to check out uh, our website, clonewarspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, username Clone Wars. Head over to Facebook and join our group and, uh, and become a fan of Frontlines by going to uh, Clone Wars, uh, front li- or, sorry, facebook.com slash clone wars podcast now that'll take you directly to our fan page and uh and as always join us on the geek out loud forums at www.geekoutpodcast.com slash forums and uh and and what we'll be back with a special holiday episode for you guys and don't forget to email in your mp3s and uh and your your written uh entries for our for our uh, uh star wars christmas memories now they, they can be as recent as last year they can be this year like if you just had something star wars related happen this year uh that you want to talk to us about or if you've got something from when you were a little kid or you know if you were there in 1977 and uh and you've got memories of getting those star wars figures for christmas uh that's the sort of thing that we want to hear yeah. about so this episode this holiday episode is really about you guys and uh, and about about Star Wars and the holidays and uh, and all that sort of stuff. So um, I know that I've got a few Star Wars memories that I'm going to talk about. I'm sure oh, yeah. you've got some, yeah. Matt. So so uh, so get yours in, get them in early so that we can put the episode out so I can have, have it done up because I don't want to yeah. be editing on the 24th. I yeah, got yeah, stuff definitely. to do that day. But uh, get, try and get them in by the 22nd at the latest. Uh, to be in that episode, and uh, and I hope to to hear from a lot of you guys uh, about your Star Wars memories. And uh, until then, uh, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, may the and we'll force see you be all with next you. Time.